Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with Opal, Crossland, Corsa and Mocha. Three good reasons to visit the Opal Open Road event. Day two of Storm Barra will have updates on school closures, travel disruption, roads out of action and thousands without power very shortly. Plus, what more does the weather have in store throughout the day? We're going to start this morning just outside Boncrana in Donegal, which remains under an orange watering until 2pm today. Claire McDade, whose home is one of the thousands in the area affected by Micah, joins us on the line now. Good morning, Claire. Good morning, Claire. How are you? I, I know that Donegal was hit by heavy winds overnight. How was the night for you and how is it this morning? Well, I woke up at about uh, four o'clock this morning. Um, because of the damage from the defective blocks from our house, the windows are sort of warped. You know, the cracks are all around the house and around the windows and that sort of twisted the windows a little bit. And as a result, the, the windows don't really close properly. Now, I have two windows in my bedroom. One of them has been taped up with duct tape but the wind still howls through the windows. You know, it just roars. So it was very, very noisy from about four o'clock this morning. It seems to have settled down a little bit now and I'm hoping that it's not going to pick up again. You sent us a video of the parts of your house that you were most concerned about, where it is crumbling. Have you had a chance to go out and have a look at how that all that's doing this morning? No, I haven't been out, to be honest, Claire. I can see there's two, there's two particular corners that are ready to go Um at the moment and one of them I can see and it's still standing and the other one I can see part of it and it still looks to be standing. Um, The video that I sent in yesterday, you know, I was checking yesterday, constantly trying to look out the window and see is, you know, is the corner still there and I just got so angry because I thought, you know, I'm looking out at my house to see if it's still standing. I shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's, it's absolutely disgraceful that somebody is feeling feeling that fear of part of the house coming down. You know, it's, it's an awful feeling, Claire. Yeah, fear is the right word. I mean, we were all worried if you're living in an area last night where the wind was howling. But for you, when the house is already crumbling, you're, I'm sure, inside thinking, is this going to be standing in an hour? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that is a real fear for me. Um, our house is at a very critical stage at the moment. Um, so it's it's very, very bad. And that side of the house is going to fall. If it doesn't fall today or tomorrow, it will fall. And it, it's hanging on by a, just, I don't know how it's still standing, but it, it, it'll fall soon. There's no stopping it. Your school where you work, you're a teacher, that's closed, of course, today under the orange warning. Did that add to your worry overnight? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't remember a time when schools have been closed because of a wind warning, maybe snow, but not wind. And so that made me just think, oh, my goodness, you know, how bad is this going to be? You know, it's the anxiety and the fear around it. It's, It's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And the heavy winds are going to continue today, as I said, the orange warning in place until 2pm. So I'm sure for you that worry and fear hasn't lifted. No, and the worry and fear doesn't really lift, Claire. Um, One of your reports, Barry, was up at my house in the summertime, around, I think, May or June. And I mean, if Barry came to my house today, he would be horrified at the deterioration that's happened over the summer months. Um, I mean, it's really shocking how bad it's got since the summer. So I don't know what the winter's going to do. And snow, if snow comes, I just, it's just so bad and it's just, it's so accelerated now. It's, it's not even month on month seeing differences now. It's week on week, 
the cracks are just opening and they're just, you can just see them getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and the anxiety isn't going to go away when the wind warning goes away. And we heard the detail of the micro redress scheme last week, Claire. I mean, what do you say to government today in light of the storm about what you need now for your home? Well, you know, I would love to have a conversation with uh, with some of our politicians. I would love to bring them up here and let them see my house and see what they had to say. I mean, the sliding scale was such a shock. Um, I was devastated. I was hoping that I had picked it up wrong, that I had misunderstood some of the information that Darrow Breen was saying because, you know, obviously, like everybody else, I was waiting nervously for his announcement. Um, and the, the, the sliding scale really makes this scheme completely unworkable. I mean, I'm talking about at least £65,000 on top of the money that I've already spent. Claire, I'm an ordinary person who has mortgaged myself up to the hilt during the the boom. Um, You know, I I don't have the borrowing power. I don't have the money. I can't fix that house. And the scheme will not be accepted because we can't accept it. We, it. We just don't have the money to do it. Also, having looked at that video that you sent in yesterday, I know you feel that your time has run out here on this now. Yeah, my time has run out. I mean, obviously, I've known, I've seen the cracks getting bigger and, and, um, and more widespread over the years. And I suppose I've managed to deal with the anxiety and the stress by thinking, right, well, look, my house isn't going to fall down today. I don't need to worry about it today. It'll be OK. Eventually, it's going to be solved. But I'm at the point now where today has come <laughs> and... It needs to be fixed. And by kicking the can down the road, the government are, it's, what the government are doing is cruel. They are making the stress and anxiety build and build and build by delaying and delaying and delaying. Um, and, and also they're costing more money to the taxpayers because, I mean, the cost of building materials now isn't what it was five years ago. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. escalating all the time and it's costing more and more money. If they would just get their finger out and do their job and look after their people. You know, they are not looking after their people. And this is the big thing that I really want their listen, your listeners to understand is this is not our fault. I bought this house. I didn't build this house. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a construction worker. I didn't make, make the bricks. You know, it's not my fault. And all of those people, whether they've got holiday houses or second homes or big houses or small houses, it's, it's not our fault. We've done nothing wrong. Well, Claire, uh, I, I'm going to say to you to mind yourself today because we know that orange warning is in place until 2pm and we do understand what you're going through. We, we saw Thank the video, you. we hear it in your voice. So do look after yourself. Thank you. And I have, um, I, I sing in a band called Don't Fear the Natives. Yeah. And we've, we've put together a video and a song just for solidarity with everybody through all the different countries, the counties of Ireland who are going through the same thing with defective blocks, be it micro or pyrite. Um, And it's called We Don't Want to Hear a Thousand Reasons. And, you know, the message from that is that we are not going anywhere. We are not going to give up and we will do whatever it takes until we get 100% redress. Claire McDade, thank you for joining us from uh, just outside Boncrana. Now, for more on the situation with the electricity supply around the country, I'm joined by Brian Tapley from the ESB. Brian, thanks for being with us. How many homes are still without power? Uh, Claire, we have 59,000 customers without power um, this morning. Um, Predominantly on, on the western seaboard and the northwestern seaboard, um, and parts of West Limerick are also impacted, um, and in some some parts of the southeast, and particularly in Escorty and and Arklow. 
Uh, we've had crews out from first thing this morning, um, and since the level red has has kind of reduced, we're, we're we're in full kind of assess and repair mode today. So we're going to do everything we can to get power back to the majority of our of our customers uh, today. Um, and I suppose I would I would just like to apologise for for this disup- disruption. Um, I, I know how tough and difficult it's going to be for 59,000 homes, uh, farms and businesses waking up or with, with no power uh, this morning. And where can people go to check uh, when their power will be restored, Brian? Yeah, so powercheck.ie is the best place for, for someone to go to see how, when the estimated restoration time is for, for their outage. Um, they can also log a fault on, on, on powercheck.ie if, if they want uh, as well. From from a safety perspective, um, although the storm has subsided and, and people may be kind of venturing outside, cleaning up, and, and I would just say to kind of people to be very vigilant. There may be fallen trees that have conduct have power lines wrapped up in them. Um, so if you see anything, uh, don't approach it uh, and report it to to our emergency line, which is eighteen hundred. 372999. Okay. Um, and look, we'll have updates during the day. All right, Brian, we'll let you get on with the work. Thank you very much indeed. That ESB line is 1800 372 Now, for more on how the storm is affecting travel, I'm joined by Alan Parker, Bus Erin's Chief Customer Officer. Alan, we know all services were cancelled in the red areas yesterday, Cork, Kerry, and Clare. What's happening now, though? Uh, good morning, Claire. We're delighted to say that uh, Bus Ireland's planning to operate all its scheduled services today. So uh, Cork, Kerry and Clare, all services have resumed and, and are running today, uh, as are all scheduled services throughout the throughout the country. We do have some minor uh, local service disruptions, predominantly someone someone Kerry, someone in the northwest due to fallen trees largely. But as I say, all those updates are on our website at uh, busairn.ie. But uh, just delighted to say, yeah, all services back running today. We'll monitor it throughout the day uh, and any updates due to sort of minor issues, we, we will update our customers on, on the website. And then, Claire, uh, on, the, on the school transport side, obviously with the, the decision taken to close uh, schools in 12 counties, we have, we have no school transport services running uh, for the day in those, in those 12 counties. Okay, and it's worth people checking if they're in some of those areas. Uh, In Kerry, perhaps I see in Sligo as well, there's a fallen tree issue between Sligo and Enniskillen. So it is worth having a check. Do you go to the Bus Erin website? It is. The Bus Erin website will be updating that throughout the day with any... with any issues that we that we have, uh, we'll also be uh, sort of putting out through our social media channels. But the website is probably the, the best place for our customers to go to. So busairn.ie will have all the all the updates uh, throughout the day. Alan Parker, thank you very much indeed. Well, there's confusion in Wicklow this morning because some schools uh, schools were permitted to reopen because there was a status yellow weather warning, but this was despite continued stormy weather and schools in the neighbouring counties of Dublin and Wexford either side remained closed. John Brady is Sinn Féin TD for Wicklow and he joins me on the line now. John, would you agree that there has been a lot of confusion for parents and for schools in Wicklow this morning? Yeah, a huge uh, amount of confusion, Claire. Um, and, you know, and it wasn't for the want of, of trying to get information from the department um, right up into the small hours of, of, of this morning. People were trying to get clarity, given the fact that, you know, both Dublin and Wexford uh, schools were, were, were told to remain closed today. Um, and someone bizarrely thought that the wind would not have any impact on, on Wicklow. Um, and as we wake this morning, we see, you know, trees right down right across the county in Wicklow Town and Arklow, we see power lines down in, in Avoca and in Ockram, up in Roundwood. One of the schools in 
Roundwood this morning, uh, the principal went in to open up because that's what they were told to do, only to discover that they had no power. Um, and because they had no power, they hadn't got the ability to send out notification to all of the parents to inform them that the, the school was closed. So we have a, a bizarre situation here in Wicklow this morning that, you know, a decision was left up to uh, the uh, principals and the board of managements to make a, a safety determination themselves. Um, and thankfully, you know, a lot of schools and, and principals took a, a decision to keep uh, the schools closed. But uh, that information only came about very, very early this morning. Um, my own uh, children's schools, uh, one of them, notification came out at half six this morning. So that puts parents in an impossible situation where, you know, their day is, has been completely, uh, you know, thrown into uh, turmoil trying to organise uh, childminders, etc. So, and and as know, a result, you have some schools right beside each other, one open and one not open because the individual schools are having to make their own decisions. Absolutely. It's an impossible position that principals have been put in, um, you know, both in Arclow and in Bray, for example. I mean, both, um, you know, I, I, I suppose um, beside counties where schools have been told to close in, in Wexford and in Dublin, we have um, in Bray, for example, part of Bray is in County Dublin. So you have people living in Bray County, Dublin. Uh, their schools, their children go to school in, in Bray County, Wicklow. Um, you know, even though they're right beside each other, you know, the schools were expected to open. But I suppose there was a, an added uh, dimension for uh, principals because we know um Schools have been told, um, you know, to keep windows open because of ventilation purposes. So, you know, bizarrely, schools were were told uh, to open, even though um, they're in a a category uh, yellow. Um, And that's an impossible situation for for principals to try educate children in a situation where you have, uh, you know, the wind howling in through open windows, making it near impossible. So you have the safety perspective, but also you have the in-class difficulties then uh, Mm -hmm. for uh, principals. So, you know, a lot of confusion um, and very little clarity or no clarity at all coming from the department and and put both parents, children and uh, teaching staff in an impossible situation here in Wicklow this morning. John Brady, Sinn Féin TD for Wicklow. Thank you for joining us. Alan O'Reilly of Weatherside Carlo Weather is with us now. Met Erin are holding their morning briefing at the moment and we'll be speaking to Evelyn Cusack later on in the show. But Alan, what are you seeing in uh, at right at the moment in terms of the track of Storm Barra? Is it gone? Well, the centre of Storm Barra is now over the northeast of England. But on the back edge of that, there's some very heavy rain in parts of uh, Ulster, Connacht and into North Leinster. And we're still seeing some very strong gusts as well. There was a gust in the last hour of 106 kilometres an hour at the Finner station in County Donegal. So really the northwest is bearing the brunt of the winds um, this morning and also, then, as I said, some very heavy rain. The, the southwest, where the strongest winds were yesterday, are now starting to see the back end of, of Barra and things are starting to calm down there. So the, the weather warnings have just been updated by Met Aaron with the, the entire yellow warning for the country lifted now. Um, but that has been changed then to still have orange and Donegal till 2pm and then a number of counties have a yellow weather warning. Um, but that, that's only now for Cavan, Donegal, Monaghan, Dublin, Kildare, Leash, Longford, Loud, Mead, Offaly, Westmead, Wicklow and Connacht. Pretty substantial yellow warning then across a good bit of the country, right? Yeah, it still is. And it's really going to be late this evening before most areas start to see things easing back to kind of what we would consider normal weather, Claire. I mean, it's actually going to be after probably 10 or 11 o'clock tonight in the northwest in Donegal 
before things calm. But really, it'll be late this evening before the winds are back to more normal levels. So, okay. and it's, it is, yeah, it's important for people to know that because if people are intending on going out, if they need to clean up and pick up fallen fallen branches and so on, they still need to be careful over the coming hours. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you're still going to see some very strong gusts at times over the afternoon this morning and into this afternoon. And obviously you will have trees that maybe are loose and branches and things like that. So do take great care if you're heading out there. We're certainly not seeing the very the very ed- end of Barra yet. It'll be tonight, really, before Barra has, has completely left the stage. OK, and what's the rest of the week like then? Yeah, staying a bit un- unsettled. It's very cold out there as well, Claire, today. The wind chill is really making it feel bitterly cold. The wind chill is close to zero. Um, it, it's going to kind of stay cold really up to the weekend, but we're going to see some spell of rain coming in tonight, frost early in the night, and then some heavy rain moving in from the west. Um, Friday doesn't look too bad. There will be some showers. The weekend is going to be um, a little bit milder, but showery. The good news is the longer weather models do show things improving for next week. Temperatures getting back up a little bit and high pressure just to the south of us. So okay. the barometer will only go one way now and that's up totally. Right. Well, it sounds as though we might as well write off the rest of the week, perhaps. Alan, thanks very much. Alan Kinsler there from Carlow Weather. We're going to take a break. Coming up next, we'll be speaking to Minister of State Peter Burke. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. And I'm joined now by Fine Gael TD for Longford Westmeath and Minister of State for Planning and Local Government Peter Burke. Good morning to you. Good morning, Claire. What's the scene around the country? Well, obviously, there's been a huge amount of trees that have fallen right around the country. The West Coast did bear the brunt uh, of it and a lot of debris because the wind, obviously, was so potent. Uh, It's very unusual to have a weather event that has high impact, but also that has a a longer duration than we're normally used to. So there's a lot of work being carried out by our 31 local authorities, all the emergency services, DSB, trying to uh, remediate and put all the safeguards in place to ensure that we can get back to normality as soon as Mm -hmm. possible. There's a lot of confusion uh, around the schools, which started last night around nine o'clock when the decision was made to close Dublin schools. I'm sure you heard what's happened in Wicklow this morning where the schools are open, but principals are making decisions in some cases to close them. I've messages here here in front of me, I live in Kildare, two schools across the road from each other, one open, one closed. It doesn't make sense. Another one says it's a normal day in Cork, but the schools are closed. It's very difficult for working parents who got a text at seven o'clock last night. That listener says this is a complete overreaction. What do you say? Well, in the first instance, Met Aaron is the competent authority to advise government. And obviously the meteorological situation was uh, late uh, yesterday evening that Dublin should enter an orange uh, category listing. Uh, and essentially when that happens, we had given advice uh, that schools should close. And the critical thing here is there, if we just really think about this and put public safety first, if a principal is going into a school just after 7am when the uh, category has been listed and they need to do an assessment to make sure the school is safe, nothing has fallen or there's no power lines or any dangers to pupils, I think they need time to do that to carry mm-hmm. out that assessment and like- carry out any work. Like it's, Secondly, like, it's no. like the Neffet situation, isn't it, though? Met Aaron give the advice, but the government made the decision to close the schools or not. Absolutely. And as I'm talking to you now, uh, that not that I'm aware of as yet in terms of schools or anywhere around the country, has someone fallen victim or a family have lost a loved one before Christmas? I think that's very important because I was on another programme yesterday evening where an individual was giving out about the fact that Wicklow uh, was an orange and it shouldn't be. And yet at that point... Uh, a family narrowly missed uh, a fallen tree uh, on the road a second earlier 
they would have been killed instantly. So I think we really need to put things into perspective here. Government is trying to save lives, protect everyone from this weather event. I think we've given huge notice here. And I know there is frustration because I'm a father of two young children myself. And when your childcare is shut and the school is shut, it is a huge uh, problem in the household. I fully accept that, but we have to put public safety first. Yeah, nine o'clock last night was when the schools were closed or when parents and teachers were told the schools in Dublin were being closed. I mean, you couldn't call that huge notice. We've been speaking off air to a principal in Wicklow this morning whose school did open this morning, but 20% of the pupils didn't turn up. I mean, it doesn't say much for the communications here again. Well, I want to clarify in the first instance, I was saying notice in terms of the weather event and in terms of people to prepare for, which is going to be a high impact event. We had huge notice for that. But secondly, as advice comes through, which it has, and we saw this morning in terms of the M3 pathway to Cancilla being closed. Why? Because of a fallen tree. And if it was an event that advice had come to government in a severe weather event, true met Aaron that Dublin need to go into orange and we took a decision not to close the schools and to leave it uh, a position where it could remain open and if debris or a tree or something fell uh, into the path of a school or in an area surrounding the school and there was harm done well then there would be a serious situation that government ignored advice. Remember, METEOR are not a competent authority. We have to react to that advice and we have done that and I believe it's in the best interest of public okay. safety. I suppose then you have the converse of that, which is the situation in Arklow that John Brady just outlined to us where the school was told it should open, the principal goes in and they have no power. Absolutely. And this is very difficult because we have issued advisory uh, notes in terms of those who are in yellow categories that the board of management and the principals can take decisions if the weather is very poor in that particular area. Because as you go in in border areas where you're straddling different counties, you know, advice can be uh, different from one county to the other, as we do know. And decisions have to be taken as well in public interest and public safety. But I just want to clear, which is very, very important, really to acknowledge uh, through the 31 local authority network, all the outdoor staff who have gone above and beyond the call of duty to keep us all safe, our emergency services, the civil defence, they've all done huge work and I really want to thank them coming Mm -hmm. up to the Christmas period. What help is there available for people who have had their property damaged or who have incurred costs trying to remove trees and so on? Is there help available for them? Well, in the first instance, uh, which I'm very glad to hear, I'm not aware of any instances of flooding. Uh, Obviously, the Department of Social Protection deal with damage in that regard. There's a number of schemes there uh, in place that individuals do apply to. Uh, And obviously, in relation to businesses, which I know Bantry was very severely hit with 23 uh, commercial premises which took in water. And obviously, the Department of Enterprise uh, deal with a scheme for properties that have not got flood insurance. Okay, I just have another one here, another message in from a parent who says the weather in Meath is much worse than yesterday. The schools were closed yesterday and open today. And very fairly, she says, she's mindful that Met Erin and government are doing their best. But we were orange yesterday and yellow today. But the weather is much worse. Yes, and I can understand that. Uh, I live in Mullingar myself. I left Dublin around uh, half ten last night to head home. And it was very bad overnight uh, in Mullingar, even though we had yellow status. So I can understand the position with that. But what I would say is the experts try to do their very best to have the best scientific data. But obviously, you know, weather is forecasting uh, and it can be very difficult to predict with exact precision what is going to happen and what is going to unfold with a storm like this. Listen, at the start of the programme, we spoke to Claire McDay just outside Boncrana, who was sitting in her house overnight last night, terrified that the crumbling blocks were going to crumble for one final time. I mean, that just brings it home how vulnerable people like Claire are in their homes uh, when they're affected by mica. 
Absolutely, and I can fully understand and appreciate the stress and hardship that families are going through in that position. I met with uh, many of the families when they came up to uh, the Dáil uh, and heard their views, and we did put a process in place at that juncture. Uh, on the 30th of June, they held their first meeting. And obviously, through that process, working with the Housing Finance Agency, which we made available, and uh, through the Attorney General's Office and the various departments of finance and public expenditure and reform, we have put a scheme in place now which increases the €247,000 cap by 70% up to €420,000. So that is a significant increase, Claire. It's going to be over €2.2 billion in terms of a remediation scheme. And when you look at other counties like Sligo, Clare, Limerick and Tipperary, also saying there may be instances in those counties. You know, this is a very robust scheme that's put forward by government, which is also making allowances for accommodation and storage. And it would you know, remind people that, you know, the initial scheme was brought out in the utmost good faith and all parties, including the main opposition party now, Sinn Féin, welcomed it at that time. And so much so that not one shred of detail was included in their general election manifesto in connection with the defective concrete block right, scheme. Just, I mean, that, 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 has, that is as may be, but that doesn't help someone like Claire McDade, who's sitting in her house today, terrified under an orange warning. Um, just on the storm itself, I mean, a number of people would link this to climate change. Not everybody, but some. And this morning on Morning Ireland, the chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council said in their report to government, the council concluded that there is a significant gap between the climate action policy and delivery by government. Has government failed on climate action before it even gets started? No, I don't believe so. I think we have an exceptionally ambitious uh, climate plan that we have now legislated to meet the targets. And we all have to try and do our bit to try and you know, achieve that. I know Minister Eamon Ryan will be announcing shortly a massive retrofitting scheme right across the country, which will insist, assist homeowners in trying to re- uh, retrofit their properties. And also in terms of trying to future-proof them. And I think we have the highest building regulations now in terms of NZEB to try and, you know, ensure that our heating costs are very low, number one, but they are sustainable into the future. And I do acknowledge there's a lot of work in terms of, you know, getting our electric vehicles, our infrastructure rolled out right across the country. But we have a massive capital plan to do that, Claire. But obviously through our carbon taxation, uh, that will unlock some of that potential to put in that key infrastructure. What do you make of that criticism? You know, that the Climate Change Advisory Council is saying that we're not preparing and defending ourselves sufficiently against the risk that climate change will present. Well, look, they're an independent body and we have to accept criticism of all bodies and do our best to try and meet the ambitions ambitions set out in the climate plan because it is very ambitious. And we know in terms of dealing with members of the public and we hear on your programme and others, many right around the country, you know, saying the stress that businesses are under now in terms of increasing fuel costs and also other points uh, in terms of trying to deal with the effects of climate change. But the government is very, very serious about this. I think, you know, the plan is very robust. We're trying to get to a position where we will be carbon neutral, decarbonise our economy, but also through the Midlands in terms of the various different schemes that will be rolled out to try and, you know, change the skill set of our economy and really bring us to a more sustainable model, which there will be jobs for right across the country for all our citizens. Minister of State, Peter Burke, thank you for joining us this morning.